0: Hey what's up? This is Jeremy Kling from Inhuman Condition, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. I want you to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Ooh. The Brutally Delicious Podcast. The Brutally Delicious Podcast. The Brutally Delicious Podcast. Okay, uh, there we go. How are you? Um I am great brother. I am actually in the uh mountains in North Carolina. Oh, nice. So, uh uh super nice. Yeah, we have some family up here, so it's like there's like a trout pond back here and creeks and What part yeah, of North Carolina? Pretty awesome. Uh Robbinsville, so it's uh close to Asheville. Okay, yeah. I used um, to go to um Franklin all the time. I lived in Florida. We used to vacation in Franklin a lot. That's not far from there. Right? Oh, okay, cool. No, I don't. I don't think it is far. Yeah, so it's a uh, but well, Wi-Fi. So we'll see how good it is. It seems yeah. to be holding up so far. I mean, I I can see you. So uh, cool. Hey, my all partner's right. running I was, late. I'm a little not, worried. No, oh, no worries. You're good. My partner may or may not jump
1: in. He's running a little bit late. So easy. Okay. All, all right. Way. Are you guys just relaxing before you hit the road?
0: Oh man, yeah. I got like uh, I had two weeks in between tours. I had. Uh, I did the, the like the, the U.S. tour, of the West Coast with Venom, and I have like little under two weeks, and then all of August I am gone. I fly out actually the thirtieth, and uh, I do uh, some gigs with Venom, and I have uh, all of DSI's European runs, so I'll be there until like September sixth. Then I'm back home for like another two weeks and a couple shows with Inhuman Condition, and then U.S. tour with Venom again. So like touch and go, touch and go. So my wife's like. I was thinking maybe we should go to the balance. I'm like, book it, book it now or else <laughs> right. it won't happen. I'm like, let's, right. I'm
1: like, let's fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good though. You're busy, but I guess it's kind of tough too,
0: right? Keeping up with everything. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's the old thing of I'm not allowed to bitch about it. So uh, I don't, you know, <laughs> <laughs> fair
1: enough. So we'll get off that bitched. then. But your tour, I have I've
0: been yep. or keeping up with you online. Your tour is selling pretty well over, overseas, right? Um, yeah, dude, everything has been like very, very good, you know, and there's been lots of talks about like recession and like recession as far as like people going to shows and stuff like that. I haven't really super experienced too much of that. And I'm thankful, you know, actually it doesn't even make any sense because like overkill I've been watching their tour and, uh, it's been like looking great for those guys. They have like, the crowds are there, the, I don't, so I don't know, man, you know, I don't know. I guess he, we can never really believe the hype of fucking anything. Really, you just kind of have to go out there and experience it. So, you know, how are whatever. you?
1: How are you handling the touring in this weather? It's got to be pretty shitty, too, right?
0: Or you just don't? yeah, you know, uh, it it is what it is, and uh, thankfully most of the places that have air conditioning. There's only a couple places that have like a swamp air conditioners that gets defeated quickly by like you know six (laughs) o'clock right 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 but uh you know i am from florida so uh all of my training has been in storage units and uh garages with no air conditioning so it is what it is. I don't function better in it. I can just do it, and you know, not fully die of heat stroke. But uh, sometimes it does feel like I may die of heat stroke. But you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Game on. You know, again, we can't complain about it. So,
1: so let's talk about Panic Prayer then. Yeah, it came out what, like three days ago? I guess four days ago. Uh, yeah, the twenty-first. Yeah. What's been the response to it so far?
0: Uh. You know, we just decided to do an EP because uh, I, we knew we would not be able to tour that much this year. And uh, Taylor and I just had an inkling to add add some more music to the repertoire. And we just did that. We just moved forward with that we jammed on a couple tunes, which was Civilized Holocaust and Final Credits. Of course, those weren't the working titles uh final credits was actually called uh chugger not which is such a great name and i almost named the damn song that and i'm like that's my favorite on the ep for sure yeah really awesome well i i love it too and it was i thought the name i was like i don't think i can make chugger not (laughs) work anyway so i end up i end up passing on it but uh you know we just started there and uh it just kind of grew and like the ideal uh, the idea of it grew and we just released it and it's surprising you know because eps historically don't do well really for any bands they just kind of like they put them out and it's fine and then sometimes it like sometimes it does take off and there's like a like a lead single but for the most part eps like are viewed in the industry as like throwaways but this one doesn't feel like that you know I had an idea like woke up in the morning and that's some where I do some of my best thinking, like the first like 10 minutes of me being like coming into the twilight of life. And, uh, I had the flashes of like seeing the rat guy being behind some blinds Mm -hmm. and I'm like, wow, I just did a rudimentary drawing like I usually do. And I sent it over to Dan Goldsworthy. And of course uh, we call him Babe Ruth because that dude just, fucking kills it every time in our opinion right our opinion naturally you know sure so some people may go i hate his stuff and it's like (laughs) okay well fine fine, you're allowed to hate it that's okay but man he just killed it this is actually my favorite piece that he's illustrated for us so uh he'd sent us back the album artwork and it was like wow because i I, I saw it all the way black yeah man just the color he was like you know, Jeremy, the devil is in the details for me. Like, I am a scenery artist. So he, like, his comfort zone is in the uh, the scenery. Right. And he's like, you remove that from me. <laughs> he's like, you made 50% of it black. So it all just became the focus was in the center. And uh, he said it really pushed him as an artist. And he said "It's really fastly became one of his favorite pieces because of that. Because it was something a bit different from what he uh, normally does. And I just love it, man. I even like considered getting it tattooed. I was like, man, this is just such a cool looking piece, you know. Um, So the 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 reviews have all been good. You know, everyone's really loved it, and they love the they love the live stuff, you know, because not everybody can come out and see a show. Um, And uh, you know, so the reviews have been really good for it. You know, not really too many, not really too many bad ones.
1: That's good. So I know you talked about the EP sort of being a throwaway, but I think and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the music business has sort of changed, right? Because people have to stay relevant in this weird time we're living in where people have like a 30-second attention span, right? Nobody has the patience
0: yeah. for, for records. Yeah. No, uh, But the thought there is, though, is like, let's say you're uh, an industry Goliath, whatever. You're a, um, a Warner Brothers, a any of those things, right. Warner, Electra, Atlanta, those were, that's one company. We, uh, uh, let's say you're them. You're only as good as your last record sales. So right. if you release an EP and nobody, not nobody, but, uh, 30% of your people buy it, right. you're only as strong as those 30% that bought it. So that then you go to like, you go to take it and go, look, we have all this. And if you sick, did this and they go, yeah, but panic prayer only sold, you know, so we have our own label, so we absolutely do not give a fuck about right. any of that stuff. Like, we just don't care at all. And can't, uh, you know, to quote the Brits, uh, can't be fucking bothered, you know, because <laughs> we can't. We don't We do not do it for, we're not doing it for the Jets or any of that stuff. It, it's, it's just because we love music and we know that we can't tour too much this year. So we decided to uh, just release music because, right, it's all about fans. And we can bring it to them, or we can give live music. We can give a, a touch of live music. We can give some new music, and then we can give a cover because we love covers. And what, and what artist doesn't like to do covers? So, you know. And that is so well executed. How did you come up with Godzilla? Oh, man. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Um, and that really happened because my wife and I were at the gym, and the Cult came on at the gym, and I'm like, dude. I'm like, could you imagine if this was down tuned to D and had some like nasty guitars on it yet yeah, kept it pretty much the same how it is? And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, let's, I was like, let's do it. You know, let's, I was, so I, I got home and I told my brother, uh, Taylor, mm-hmm. I got home and I told my brother, I'm like, dude, what if we did, uh, Godzilla? And he was like, oh my God. He's like, I fucking, yep. And that's, that's kind of his and I's problem. Like, if any of you guys know, like, uh, If any of you listeners know my brother and I's work, it's kind of like we have a vast library of stuff and it's, it seems like a limitless well. And that's because both of us kind of are yes men to each other. So, so it's like, Hey, maybe we should do with that. And it's yes. So we like instantly green light one another and we really like push our psychosis. (laughs) It, It helps push the whole thing if we just keep it going. So, uh, I came home from, like I said, from the gym, I heard the song and I was like, I think this would be a killer cover. And he was like, yeah, on it. Right. So then by the next day, he already had like a, a rough outline of it for me. And I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, this is amazing. You know, um, let me, uh, let me go on a tangent here. It'll be about like a five minute run of me gabbing, but it'll kind of lend into that same concept of yes, man and green lighting. Um,
1: Uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind podcast.
0: We had, we had tracked everything for uh, Panic Prayer. It didn't have a name at the time. It was uh, We had tracked everything for the EP. We had uh, Final Credits. We had uh, civilized Holocaust. We had the blue Easter cult cover and we had the four live songs. Mm-hmm. That was it. There was no panic prayer. Um, our, uh, I had uh, a couple shows with Taylor's band Umbilicus. They, uh, I was doing front of house for them. Uh, they were doing Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Okay. Um, my grandmother had passed away and I had to fly to Michigan. And I'm like, Oh my God. I have to get there and come home. Right? So Wednesday was the service. I thought it was Tuesday, and I said that in an interview, and I was wrong. But Wednesday was the service. So I flew up on a Tuesday. We had the service Wednesday, and I flew home. And then we had shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday with umbilicus. So I literally had the, like the tiniest of window. So I'm sitting, I'm sitting at the funeral home of my grandmother in Michigan, and uh, my grandmother was not religious at all. There was no iconography around the house, and I spent a lot of time with my grandparents, and there was never anything. There was no like, hey, we're going to church on Sunday, never in the history. I mean, I'm 40, so right. <laughs> never. And I was very lucky to have my grandmother for such a long period of time as well, but uh, there was... No, none of that stuff, right? So we meet with a preacher and he's discussing what he's gonna say about the eulogy. And he's like, I don't get preachy. I don't do any of that stuff. That's not my MO, and blah blah. And right. what do we know about people who say something right out of the gate? They're usually telling on themselves, and it's usually the opposite. Right. Uh especially with uh Christian types. Right. So he uh gets up there and he's like She's walking with God and she's holding his hand, and uh, she had faith her entire life, but now she's crossed over and she no longer has faith because it's redundant to have faith on the other side. Now she just has eternal life and blah, blah, blah. blah. And I'm like, What the hell? Bro, I was fucking mortified. I was fucking mortified. I'm like, What the? I'm like, You're talking about her like she was. Which is fine if if she, if she was, was. Which is hijacked. Dude, it was totally hijacked. That's a good way of saying it. Yeah. I mean he like you know, he, he gave her this new identity. And I'm like What ever, right? So instantly I wrote the chorus for Panic Prayer. So that song, I wrote the whole chorus. We are not the same. I'm not like you. I'm a fucking alien. And then I started writing copy paste pleasantries, and like the lyrics all came to me. And this was like a 20 minute eulogy, I think, you know, something or other. And you're writing a song. I wrote the whole. In. I wrote the bridge on drums. I wrote the entire bridge on drums. I just. I only had the drums. I was just like fucking angry. And then I wrote the verse, and then I wrote the choruses. I wrote the entire song right there, sitting right there in that 20 minutes. And I told. Uh, I got home later that day, like I said, uh, Wednesday. And I told my brother, I was like, I have another song. We already had everything tracked. So Terry's out on tour with the obituary. Uh, We had already done everything. And I'm like, I have another song. And I'm plugging all my drums back in because they were unplugged because we had some other project. And I plugged them all back in. And I'm like, I have to record this song tomorrow morning uh, before we go to Orlando to go and start this tour that we got this little mini tour i was like i I have this in my head i was like this has to come out like and this is this has to make the record this is it um and he was like yeah okay you know and uh so i woke up in the morning i recorded all the drums in like 20 minutes 30 minutes something like that i i was like the click here's the speed boom set me down go so all the drums for panic forever written by me first and then when we got home from that weekend Taylor went and wrote the guitar. So he's all the stuff that we hear is post. And, uh, we had to have Terry record his bass. Uh, Ken from obituary tracked him in the back of their bus when they were out on the road. Nice, And, uh, it just is what it is. But, you know, we have a, we have a yes mentality with one another. And, uh, it was like, this has to make, this means so much. This fucking means so much to me. And this anger that I have is very real. Right. This, This feeling that I'm feeling is very real, and it has to make this thing. And he was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And it wasn't like a, man, you know, could we just save it for the next one? Which I probably would have been like, yeah, yeah, we could. But instead, he's like embraced it and was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Yeah, let's put it on, and that'll be what it is. And uh, Super cathartic, right? super cathartic right so even anytime i hear that song i'm like it gives me it evokes the same emotions and when i shot the music video for it it gave me the same emotions and you know i i hope that i emoted that i hope that someone received it because man it meant so much to me and uh so we still didn't have a title and our nuts were kind of up against the wall because we had like a super small window of time frame and like it was about a week after i was home the next weekend something like that and uh, we were watching escape from l.a and uh, the uh, the president at the end of that movie, right? Uh, the, the Cubans are invading, and uh, also the uh, the guy, the ultra ultra bad guy in Los mm-hmm. Angeles, was going to push the button and blow the United States up, and blah right. blah 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 blah. And the uh, the president, he's like, has a Bible, and he's like, ah, oh. oh, he shits the bed, and he's like, I have to go pray, and he left, and he went to went into the room, right? right, and he left the uh the free thinkers there to like sit there and solve the problem right and uh my brother's like oh my god he just did a panic prayer and i'm like oh. i was like oh that's it i was like that's the name of the song too i was like that's the name of the record i was like holy shit i was like that's it you know It was like that was it i i didn't have to go any further with it for me it was like wow killed it and uh yeah Anyway, so there's that, and that's the that's the yes relationship. That's the green light relationship that we have, which is how we people are like. I don't know how you do it. And it's like it's the creative part is easy, you know. It's the execution of all the rest of it that becomes right. like troublesome or meddlesome. But uh, we just do it anyways because what's the option? Which right. is why we started a label so we could release our own shit and do our own shit and, and take it at our not, own right. time and make our own pace. Where yeah. did you record this at? At Mars. You guys do it all yourself? Uh, no, we have our own studio. Oh, you do? Yeah, we have our own studio. It's called Smoke and Mirrors. And uh, I've actually had it for uh, almost 15 years now. And then we ran it together for 10. So, uh, And then we actually we do lots of bands. We have bands in. We mix, master. Uh, uh, the most recent was Side. They came in and they tracked their newest record with this. Uh, we engineered all of it. Uh, oh nice and uh yeah because that's one
1: of the first things i noticed like as soon as you put it on it's big but it's super clean right i mean it's just
0: it sounds fantastic thank you uh so i do i primarily do most of the mixing uh brother does mixing as well but i I primarily take that on only because we kind of like partition out jobs and (laughs) there's so much that goes into like shipping and logistics and and blah blah and he handles that so i kind of take on all of the mixing responsibility so i end up doing that um uh, like most of it so thank you uh, i am a student of uh, the tampa recording scene and right. uh, i i understand what it needs to sound like and it's i also bring an element of that like swedish cleanliness to the production that's which what i noticed i, I pros, personally right? love Yeah. Yes. And it comes up It still sure. has that old Florida vibe. Yeah. Perfect. It definitely has awesome. the
1: old school thing for sure, but it's clean. That's the first thing I noticed when I put it on. I'm like, shit. It's big and badass, but it's clean. Oh, thank you, man. I that really means I didn't uh, put the Swedish thing lot. together, but it's yeah, definitely like that for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. They they do a good job. And I actually um I spent about uh like two or three years training with some Swedes, uh doing live uh not live production doing uh recording and engineering so uh, i got a good sense on how and what they did and i did that back when riders of the plague was released by the absence so in 2007 i started uh i really kind of jump-started my mixing career my engineering career then uh jonah Shelgren, the mix mix engineer and uh producer for that record him and i became fast friends and i actually started visiting sweden and staying with him Oh, and wow. he's got a split studio with Peter Tadgren. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I stayed in, like, the middle of nowhere Sweden. Like, the middle of fucking nowhere. Just working. It was, like, the town has 300 people there. You know, right. it's, like, nothing. And uh, learned how to record. You know, I just learned how to record. And that's where some of my uh, my training has come from. So, hey. I pair that with the Florida. and Yeah. yeah. And it comes We for are. sure. Yeah,
1: right on. So, the last one I have, then, that video for Godzilla. You guys did that yourself, I'm assuming?
0: Uh, it was actually between me and uh, I have a Swedish friend named Daniel Wallstrom, uh, Heavy Groove Media, and we've done a lot of work together. That's but great. he's been like, uh, yeah, what do what you think? Because it was like super silly. We were like, fuck it, right? And, no, uh, but it's it was, great. I, I that think the all... whole mix works, right?
1: It's like super serious, heavy music, a cover, yeah. and then this somebody's lips. I'm assuming they're your lips in that Godzilla. Yeah, they're my lips. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. They're my lips.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's great. He was. Uh, he had the idea. He was like, "Hey, just send me your lips." You know, uh, he's like, "Send me your lips and mount the whole song." And I'm like, "Okay," you know. So that was mostly his idea. Uh, my idea was to incorporate some older uh, Godzilla footage in, yeah. and um, we actually worked together a little bit and and came up with how it came up Fucking with. But, brilliant. Uh, yeah. It pretty. Thanks. It was pretty funny. It was. Uh, he he does great work, man. He's a really good friend of mine and uh i love his stuff he's got just a he's got a different take on all of it so that that video was a shining example of his different take which i would not have thought of that at all man no way and that's all like a real stop motion so he really did real stop motion with that oh really pretty funny wow so i'm like i asked him i was like what app did you use to yeah i was like i was like what app did you use to do that he goes no, 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 no. He's like, that's just stop motion. He's like, I shot that in an afternoon. I was like, Oh, cool. because <laughs> I thought it was a, I thought it was like an application or something. No, he just really just did stop motion on it.
1: That's great. That's going to bring me to the end of my questions, Jeremy. Did I miss anything you want to cover?
0: No, uh, I I got to talk about all the, the important bits, I think. <laughs> if fans uh, it's out now, and uh, give it a spin, and thanks much for uh, listening.
1: And if fans want to find you in humane condition, in human condition. Sorry, what were you saying? I said if fans want to find you in human condition online. Uh,
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah, we have uh, have Bandcamp. That's where we sell all of our uh, garbage at and peddle our wares. And, uh, of course, Facebook and Instagram. And then you can see whatever shenanigans we're up to in current day. Um, And if you're in Florida, uh, coming up in September, we have a couple shows with Hatebreed. Come out to those. Those are going to be bangers. So
1: come on out. Always good to see you, my friend. Good to see you, bro. Hey, be well. Travel safe, and we'll talk to you on the flip side. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Cheers. Later. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh, yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.